Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 36 of the Mess Hall Podcast. This week has been a very exciting week here on the Mess Hall Podcast. Um, just a couple things to touch base on. Thanks everybody who gave their feedback from last ep- last week's episode. Whether my wife was right or I was right on the uh, offset spatula, or triangular offset spatula, sorry. And a lot of feedback on what you'd fit in a fanny pack if you had a fanny pack full of food. So thanks again, everybody, for the great feedback. I really enjoyed it. Also, this week, I'm featured on the Todaysville website, so check that out. It's todaysville.com. And, yeah, there's a little segment about me and the Mess Hall podcast on there, so make sure you check that out. And thanks again for the person who gave me a five-star review on iTunes. I really appreciate that. And I have to talk about one more thing. I will be the co-host on the Tight Ends Podcast this week with Vanda. I am super excited about that, so make sure you check that out again. It was the Tight Ends Podcast. We'll be talking uh, about football and, more importantly, touchdown celebrations. So I'm looking forward to doing that with Vanda. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural, natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you choose who you buy your energy from. So if you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local non-for-profits that are working to make a difference in their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power owner Chris Kowatsky. And we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. The Mass Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. This week's guest, like I said earlier, exciting week on the podcast. I had an awesome interview this week with Julie Van Rosenthal. It was a ton of fun. She's on the CBC Eye in Calgary here. She writes for the Globe and Mail. Um, she has her own cookbook, cookbooks, and most importantly, she loves food. Make sure you follow her on Twitter or on Instagram, so you can check out all of her uh, awesome food pictures, awesome stories. Um, Her Twitter handle is Dinner with Julie, so make sure you check her out. Not going to say much more. Just listen to the theme song, then listen to the interview. I had a ton of fun, and hopefully you do too. Everybody, welcome to the Mess Hall Podcast. Guest today, Julie Van Rosendahl. <laughs> and I, we were just talking about it, and I'm horrible with names, and everybody that okay. listens to the podcast knows it. People call me JVR. That's easy. Oh, okay, that, maybe I should just start out with yeah. that. So, you're in Calgary. I know you, you're on TV, or maybe the radio more. More radio, yeah, yeah but still um, TV quite a bit. Yeah, and you know, you're well involved with food. You have a cookbook, yeah. which I find exciting because it's something that I always wanted to think about doing. And yeah. So I'm excited to meet you. I've been excited for this all week, to tell you the truth. Aww. Um, and yeah, so 
like I said before, I was on your Twitter today. And, <laughs> what did they tweet? <laughs> and it was a picture of you and uh, James Barber. Oh, yeah. And that made me excited because he was one of the guys that I watched when I was younger. Yeah, and me I, too. And I think I remember it, it was CBC. Yeah. Was, yeah, CBC TV yeah, show. And, the Urban Peasant. Yes, and I love the show. Yeah. And I think maybe that was the first inklings of my love of cooking. Oh, so, wow. Um, how did you end up meeting him? How, how did that go? Well, he came to Calgary. And I, I, it was in 2002, so I can't remember why he was in Calgary, but he came to do a class at the Cookbook Company, which is on 11th Avenue. Yeah. And uh, I assisted with him with his class. And I don't even remember how it came to be that I was doing that, but I, you know, grew up going to the cookbook company and, and sort of trying to hang out there with the, you know, the, the cooks and the people who wrote about food and, and the chefs and, you know, and, uh, and I just sort of loved that atmosphere there. So, um, so now I've been teaching there for forever, but, um, at the time, you know, and still celebrity chefs come through and. And they sort of need someone to help out in the kitchen. So I'm yeah. sure I just talked someone into letting me do it. But he was super nice. He was like exactly like in person, like he was on TV. And I've heard that about him, that he's super yeah. nice to other people. And yeah. that makes me excited because um, just nice people are awesome. And Yeah, and you, you don't want to hear about someone sucking when you really yeah. like them. <laughs> and, and I don't think I would have asked you about him if I thought he was... Like, yeah, oh, he was that. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was He was so great. Yeah. And he was one of those people who just made you feel like you could cook. Like, it wasn't okay. a big deal, you know? Oh, if you don't have this, like, just use that. Or, yeah. you know, he's just, like, super casual about it. And that's what he seemed like on the show. And yeah. I remember good things about it, so it's... Yeah. Like, I guess maybe not the most famous chef, but for me, he's, he's like my... One yeah. of my personal favorites. So. Well, and in Canada, he was, you know, like, yeah. he's, a, he's a, a big C celebrity in Canada, I think. Yeah. You know. Well, I think maybe A celebrities in Canada, maybe C and D celebrities everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where Big C, Big C is supposed to be like capital C. That's the saying that came from somewhere. So not like ABC, like capital C is a big celebrity and then the lowercase c is a small celebrity. Oh. I don't know where that came from. I have no idea. But I mean, yeah, so A-list maybe is more accurate. A-list yeah. celebrity. <laughs> so one of the other things, there's my favorite food in the world, burgers. And I <gasps> see that... Burgers. You, oh, You yeah. have burgers on your Instagram and yeah. I just had to ask. Why do you love burgers? Or why do you like burgers? Maybe they are a love, but I don't know. You know, I like, I would take a burger over a steak any day of the week. Yes. Uh, a good burger, you know. Yes. I think they're approachable, you know, they're affordable. These, It's easy to make a really good burger. There are lots of interesting things you can do with it. But even a really simple burger where you just taste the beef and the bun yes. is a beautiful thing too. Um, I love the texture, you know, the crispy edge, the potential for cheese yeah, and mayo and, and a nice soft bun. Like I, I just love everything about burgers. Yes. Oh. I agree. Um, as you're talking, my mouth is watering. Oh, just yeah. You're, you're so right. It, it can be like a fancy burger with different yeah. stuff on it, but just a, sometimes that's a basic burger. I'm on your side. I like mayo on my bun. Yep. Um, yeah. I like iceberg lettuce. Yes. Because I like the crispiness of it. It holds up. And just some thin sliced tomato. And yeah. 
some onion and it's just yeah it's a beautiful thing well and it's one of the perfect vehicles for cheese slices yes and i sometimes get lynched when i talk about cheese slices and that you should use them and people are like what processed cheese but i think a burger there there there's a place for a cheese slice and a burger is one of them yes and i think the other place for uh, like a slice of cheese would be a grilled cheese a grilled cheese for sure yeah it's melty and yeah yeah. like there's other cheeses that are really good too but i think sometimes those simple things bring back those great memories of food for sure and nostalgia has a plays a huge role in food you know and I've talked about that on this podcast before, and I am a big believer in that. And thinking back about food when you're younger, and it brings you back to that place of yeah. happiness. And whether it's like a grilled cheese when you're pulling it apart, yeah, all that yeah. cheese is just oozing yeah. out. And, or if you're having a cheeseburger and you're biting in and it's juicy and yeah. the cheese is all melty. It's yeah. just so simple and elegant. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's my approach to cooking almost as well. I like that simplicity. Yeah. I mean, you can go fancy with anything, but yeah, I, I think just simplicity sometimes is so good. Uh, totally. I mean, yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say it's sometimes overlooked. Uh, it is. And when you talk to, you know, a French chefs or Italian chefs and they talk about their cuisines and it's, it sort of goes back to the, the quality of the ingredients, right? Just like a few super simple ingredients. Yeah. And, and it makes such a difference when the ingredients are in season. And I think it's tricky nowadays because we can get anything we want any time of the year. Yeah. A lot of people don't know when strawberries are in season or when asparagus is in season because you can get it, you know, shipped from Chile in December. Yeah. So it's just not quite the same. No, it's not. Um, you speak of asparagus. One of the things that I like to do with my wife is we like to do fun, quirky things. Mm-hmm. So the Asparagus Festival in yes. Innisvale, I think. Yeah, at Edgar Farms. Yeah. yeah, and we did that one year. And having that asparagus right from the field oh. is so... I just got all goosebumpy yeah. even thinking about it. It's so, like, there's so much moisture and texture and sweetness into it. And it's so and good. Yeah. yeah, it tastes almost like a fresh pea, but better. I've actually gone out in the field with Elena Edgar, and uh, they have this machine that they sit in that that her husband Doug built so that you can get down on the ground and sort of move along it's like a cart sort of and you snap they snap them off right at the base so you know most asparagus is cut and you it has that woody base you have to snap off but they snap off each stalk and they grow so fast during the the sort of hot growing days They'll go through in the morning and then go through again in the afternoon and pick again because it grows so quickly. It's like you could almost see it growing. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, and another a myth about asparagus is that the thinner stalks are better, and it's not true. The thicker stalks are, I like them better. Like it's it's the woodiness that you don't want. It's not the thick or thin. You're right. Yeah. I, I like them better because I think. When you bake them, they don't... Yeah, disappear. Yeah. yeah. Whether... I like them baked or on the barbecue. And just yeah. like... Sometimes just something simple like lemon juice. Yeah. Or balsamic vinegar. Yeah. And... Salt and pepper oil. Yeah. yeah. And it's just... It holds up. And yeah. And I find when you have the small little ones, it feels flimpy. Oh, and it's yeah. just not as good. So, no. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, you're 100% right. It's so, yeah. so good. And... Anything from the ground, like fresh from the ground, is yeah, so good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I saw that you have a garden. I kind of do. Yeah, it's kind of it's been 
you know, harvested because everything yeah. got snowed on. But yeah. um, I know, I, I, again, I'm going back to your Twitter, and you pulled out vegetables this year, but you said in past years you had micro, like small vegetables. Yeah. And I've done the same as well. Oh, yeah. And you see, like, the big stalks. And they're on ready. top, yeah. yeah. And, and there's nothing underneath. It's the root yeah. vegetables, yeah. I was getting ready I one year, and I made a nice pork loin, and I was ready to go out and pick my vegetables. I wanted it to be as fresh as I could. Yeah, yeah. So I picked them while it was roasting, and I had all these small little oh, micro nothing. veg. Yeah. And it was almost disappointing, but... Yeah, it's such a bummer. Yeah. It's the nitrogen in the soil, apparently. Okay. I, I talked to some gardeners and changed my soil mix. <laughs> I'm not a very good gardener, but I try. Yeah, I feel the same. The only thing that I really had a lot of success with over the years has been zucchini. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the first year I grew it, my son came in the house and he had this... Ginormous zucchini. Yeah, yeah. and I was, he said, he got out of the garden. I'm like... Was it our garden? Oh, yeah. I thought he hopped the fence and went to the yeah. neighbors. Yeah, and, yeah. But no. And then we got a couple more out of it. And I was yeah. Just like so surprised that I grew something that yeah, was so right? big and awesome. And yeah. Fresh, so. I love that yeah. high reward for minimal effort. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think zucchini is that like almost minimal effort where. Yeah, you don't really do much, yeah. you know. And then you lift up the leaves and there's, oh, there's a ginormous zucchini under there. Yeah. They're never small. They're always like the size of my forearm, you know. I know. And. <laughs> What we like to do is a spiralizer, like we've yes. been doing a lot of spiral veg. Yeah. And if they're too big, you can't get them on there. Yeah, uh, right, of course. But we use it a lot to hide vegetables and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally, because there's not much flavor. No, and them. my son was complaining one day we had a side veg of zucchini, and he said, I don't like zucchini. And I yeah. said, nobody likes zucchini, yeah. we're having it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't eat it because you like it. You... <laughs> no. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, so pizza. Oh, another <laughs> one of my favorite things. Yes. So I'm going to get this out of the way. Pineapple on pizza or no pineapple? Um, you know, I'm not like avidly against it, but I wouldn't choose it. I wouldn't. If it was the only pizza left, I would eat the Hawaiian pizza. Okay. And of course, all, kids seem to love it, right? Like my son always wanted Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. He's evolved now and he wants pepperoni or... Anything with meat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't love pineapple on pizza, but I'm not, like, passionately against it. What do you have to have on pizza? Oh, um, in terms of topping, nothing. It has to have really good crust. The crust has yeah. to be really good. And then the tomato sauce. I mean, the, the most basic classic tomato sauce is just ground tomatoes. Like, not simmered, no spices, nothing. It's just yeah. crushed, you know through the food mill. It's a perfect example of really good ingredients being everything. And then cheese. Like, if that's all that was on it, that's totally fine with me. Okay. And then beyond that, you know, I love mushrooms. I love you know, any salty cured meats. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there isn't much that I don't like on pizza, like even anchovies. I One of my favorite pizzas is at Posto, and it's a potato pizza, which is something I would never order because it's, you know, potatoes on dough, and I... It seems like an odd thing, but someone else had ordered it, and I had a piece, and now I go and order it all the time, <laughs> and uh, and it's amazing. So yeah, I think the it's like burgers. The great thing about pizza is that there's so many combinations, and you can use it 
you know, scraps in your fridge and, yeah. you know, greens from the garden. If you have too many, you can wilt them down. My sister's favorite, favorite dinner is a lamb and kale pizza that I made because I had this ground lamb nice. that I needed to use up. And so it was all crispy and salty and then some kale and garlic. And I had bits of cheese. I had some borsan and some goat cheese and, nice. and mozzarella. And so now I make it for her birthday every year because it's like her favorite. Nice. But it just was an accidental pizza. But it sounds so good. I, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of lamb. Oh, me too. But we don't have it too often at home because yeah. we, we treat it as a special event almost. Yes. So at Christmas, yeah. lamb. Like we, a lamb? We don't do turkey. <gasps> Interesting. Um, working in the restaurants, I don't want to do turkey ever again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so we started doing lamb at Christmas and it's oh. our tradition. And I might steal that tradition from you. Cause yeah. If anybody comes over for Christmas dinner... Good morning. Yeah. yeah, just so you know, it's lamb. Oh yeah, with roasted potatoes. Yes. Oh, yeah, so good. It it all depends what we do for that though. Like last year was lamb shanks. Oh yeah. So I seared them off and put them in the slow cooker. And, nice. And then just had a whole bunch of vegetables and then we went to the movie. So I put the potatoes in with the everything. Yeah, yeah. Came back and it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, just like the baby potatoes. Yeah, which, yeah. Oh, awesome. Which I love. I love... Me too. Well, I love potato in any form. Oh, almost. me too. Yeah, potatoes. And yeah. It's one of those things, again, they're great basic. Like, a baked potato is so good. Yeah. But even if you jazz it up to anything, yeah. it's, it's... You can do anything. It's like a vehicle yeah. for butter or cheese or, yes. like, chili. Yeah. And usually I don't put a lot of butter on my stuff, but potatoes, like baked oh. potatoes... It just sucks up all the butter. Yeah, yeah. I, I put a lot of butter on Oh, yeah, me too. And if we have bread, I don't put butter on it. I don't put butter on my toast. What? What? I know. What? It's so weird, but... Oh, toast is the my favorite. Like, I may have to choose toast as my favorite food. Yeah? <laughs> With butter and jam. Yeah, but toast is... Yeah. Everything is just a vehicle for butter for me, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I'm not knocking butter no, no, by any way, but I think... It's interesting, yeah. though. Yeah. And and not margarine. I'm not a no. huge margarine fan. No. But just yeah. Butter? On salt of butter. Oh. That's mm-hmm. um I I'm not a huge fan of the salted. I'll I'll have yeah. salted butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I like this on salted butter. Yeah. I, like I do too, sort of sweet. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Delicious. So much better. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, butter is definitely my, my best friend. Hey everyone, just gonna take a quick time out from the interview with Julie to bring you this quick uh Add for ATB. If you're starting to build a new business, ATB's Entrepreneur Center is a great resource. They can help you with banking and set you up with a mentor. There's also opportunities for networking and workshops to help you make local connections within the community. Just another way, ATB will always be more than just a bank. Visit our locations in Edmonton, Calgary, and Lethbridge. And back to the interview with Julie. Thanks. So you talk about having toast. And butter. Yeah. And jam. Like, I made some, I thought it was good strawberry jam this summer. But yeah. Do you have any jams or stuff that you like to put on these sides? Oh, all, all jam. I, I love making plum jam. I think plums are underrated. Yes. In the whole fruit world. I mean, for everything, for pies, for cakes, for jam. I love things that are sweet and tart. My friend uh, in the Okanagan just sent me some sour cherry and apricot jam, which mm. is unbelievable and I've been just rationing it 
I won't let my son touch it. (laughs) You won't appreciate it. You won't recognize how good this jam is. And I like it when it's sort of soft and a little bit runny, you know? Um, And I always have tons of apple jelly because we have so many apples in the whole neighborhood. And so uh, some friends and I got together last year. We made, I don't even remember how many jars of jam, but I still have, I don't know how many. (laughs) I still have a dozen at least in the cupboard. I have some caramelized onion apple jelly at home. Oh, yum. I haven't opened it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. <gasps> well, and apples are so great because they contain so much pectin. Sorry, whining dog. It's about all right. Feet. He just wants to talk to us. He wants to ask you about the jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, apple, apples have so much pectin that sometimes I add apple to other jams to help them set. Or, okay, you know. that's a good idea. I yeah. like that idea. Or I'll put chilies or ginger and rosemary into a little jar and keep it for Christmas and for with cheese because apple jelly and cheese is so delicious. Yeah, I, I like cheeses with yeah, stuff sweet like, like jellies, uh, especially like I'm not a big blue cheese fan. No, yeah, me But neither. if I have it with something sweet like a jalapeno jelly. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I like that combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can tolerate blue cheese that way. Yeah. But like almost any other cheese and sweetness of a jelly. I yeah, like so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we should really be having a, a like dinner while we talk because <laughs> a pizza, burgers, some toast, whole spread. <laughs> but I think we almost eat the same way. Like yeah, there's some really simple things that are really good, but then like jellies which have a lot of flavor is yeah. just like so good too. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, what about, like, jelly on a burger? No. No? No. I think I'm a burger purist. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't love, I don't even really love it when you get these sort of fancy ketchups, you know. Yeah. And and a lot of restaurants, I know, make everything from scratch. But (laughs) ketchup is one thing that I appreciate other tomato sauces for their own, you know, characteristics, but... Just the, you know, the classic Heinz or French's ketchup. Yeah. That's ketchup, you know. You have all this allspice and stuff in it. I think it, it kind of throws me off. Um, what was your original question? I oh, jelly on, yeah. <laughs> jelly on yeah. burgers. No. No, I don't think so. I don't like, I don't like them the, too weird, you know. Okay. Sautéed mushrooms and onions and bacon and, uh, you know, all the classics. There's a lot, a lot of classic things you can do with a burger. There are, and... Well, any burgers, almost, almost yeah. any burger is so good. It's a good burger, yeah. Where are your favorite burgers? Do you ever talk about Calgary stuff, or do you try and keep it general? Um, sometimes we talk about Calgary, Calgary stuff. stuff. My yeah. favorite burger is Nina's. Oh, uh, so good. Her, yeah, her daughter went to school with my son, and we, uh, I can't remember, oh, the, the, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy, he has a burger blog. Anyway, he told me about it, the stuffed burgers. And yes. Yeah, they're so amazing. Yeah. I fell in love with that place at their original location. Yes. And when they moved, I was concerned that hopefully it didn't lose its charm. Yeah. And it's still just as good. Yeah, like, amazing. So good. And um, I did a burger podcast. Somebody had me on their podcast. And oh, we went yeah. there and ate a burger nice. as part of the podcast. Awesome. We both had the same one because he awesome. said, "What's your favorite burger in Calgary?" So that's and it was Nina's. Yeah, yeah. I, I always I always get into conversations with people about burgers because I'm curious where their favorite burgers are. 
Suzette Bistro has a really good burger. Okay. And I, it's like they're, they're, there's one on 4th Street. Well, they, it's the same company as Cassis, which is up on 17th at Crowchild. Yeah, yeah. And Suzette Bistro, there's one in Britannia now, and there's one on 4th Street. And they have just the most simple burger, but the bun is perfect, and the like butter lettuce is perfect. I can't remember what kind of cheese they use, but it's perfect. It's so simple, but it's and it's delicious, and it's small. Yeah. You know, it's not this huge monster you can't get your mouth around. You don't need something that big. Yeah, that. yeah. So do they grill it or flat top? Good question. I feel like he may have told me at one point, but I can't remember. Probably flat top. Or, you know, in a skillet. I think cast iron makes as good a burger as a grill. Yeah. Completely. And, and that's why I, I yeah. was going to say, I like the charredness. Yeah. The crust it almost makes. Yeah. And I think that is a good part of the burger itself. Oh, like, it's one of the best parts, yeah, for sure. Like that. It's the best part of anything, really. Yeah. That crust. Yeah. The crispy edge. What I like to do is with my mac and cheese, I make mac and cheese and I put it in a cast iron pan. Oh, yeah. And I'll throw that on my barbecue. If I'm oh doing that, yeah, so it builds nice. up that crust around the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always fun. I sometimes put um, parmesan cheese in the butter to spread on the outside of the grilled cheese. Yes. So you get this like extra cheesy layer. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worked at a place and we did that. We had oh a, yeah. We had a. It was called the Ardmore Melt. Oh. It was parmesan cheese butter on the outside of the bread, yeah. and then cheese, and then. A burger. A burger, yeah. A patty melt. Yeah. 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 Which I'm surprised aren't more popular. And then another layer of cheese. And yeah. With the oh. garlic parmesan butter. Um, where was this? This was in Halifax. Oh. Um, There's a good burger in Halifax. Oh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's, it was one of my favorite burgers. Little pub. Okay. Anyway, yeah. When I first moved to Halifax, I loved it because we went to this place and it was called Maxwell Plum. Oh, and yeah. they had 88 cent burger and fries. And it was just like this <gasps> little, little burger. It was oh. like a little bit bigger than a slider, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. And just a little bit of homemade fries. Oh, nice. And just enough. Just enough. Yeah. For like, if you're having drinks and just yeah, having yeah. burger and fries. It wasn't too big. It wasn't yeah. too small. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah, was, 88 cents. Yeah. That's cool. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm dating my age, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, Still. It yeah. Was so. So delicious. I remember having yeah. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And the sort of little bar snacks are so popular now. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Again, nostalgia and bringing back good memories. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and being out with your friends. and Yeah. yeah. So where's a good place to get pizza in Calgary? Where, where's oh. your favorite place? Okay, well, I really like Posto, uh, yeah. which is owned by Bonterra. And okay. Chibo on 17th Avenue has mm-hmm. the best happy hour between 3 and 5 every day. I believe every day except Sunday because Sunday their pizzas are half price. Um, all their pizzas are $5. Not, they have a selection of pizzas, so it's not the whole menu. But there's, I don't know, six pizzas for 5 bucks, for a, which is a ridiculously good deal. Yeah. And beer and wine for $4. So we go all the time after That's school right. and it's, and it's really good pizza. Like it's very similar to Posto. They have the same oven as that over at Posto, same owners. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, great crust and the nice charred crust kind of bulbous yes. edge. And, and I think it, the, the dough is really, it's really important that it ferments for a long time. You know, I think when people make pizza at home and they wonder why it doesn't 
taste the same as, I mean, for one thing, you don't have a 800 degree pizza oven. Yes. <laughs> it's one thing, but even just making it a few days in advance and letting it, you know, hang out in the fridge, yeah. it adds so much more flavor. Yeah, we should do that more. Usually, yeah. and we know we're going to have pizza Friday every Friday at our house. Yeah, so start on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to do that. Yeah. My, my wife was doing that for a while. She was making sourdough. Oh, nice. So we'd have sourdough yeah. almost every Wednesday because that's when she would feed the dough. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But. Oh, and I, I have sourdough starter and I, I get into it once in a while, but then I have to stop because I eat like the whole loaf of bread. Yeah. And, and then I have to just put it back in the back of my fridge and not make sourdough for a while because it's, it's dangerous, you It's know? dangerous, but it's dangerously good. It's so good, though. Yeah. And, it, and it, there's something satisfying about the, you know, three-day process of making a loaf of sourdough. Yes. And just having it sitting on your counter. And, and it's so good for grilled cheese sandwiches as well. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, most sandwich. Most breads are good. I'm, I'm a yeah. huge sandwich fan. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know any sandwich or any bread that I wouldn't want to have a sandwich on. Like, even if it's... Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge white bread fan anymore. Like, no? I used to be. It doesn't even bring back that good memory. I think I like the flavor of whole wheat bread more. Yeah. So, it is nuttier and more yeah. robust. Yeah. I like both. Yeah. I, uh, all bread. All bread is my friend. <laughs> yes. Um, and I just love going to bread stores. Oh, yeah. Where are your favorite bread places? We usually just go to Cobb's yeah. because it's close to our house. Yeah, and Cobb's is nice. There's a little place in Boness. Oh, yeah. Um, I forget the name of it, but... Boness. Um, Ooh, is that where you live? I live in Silver Spring, so it's Oh, close. yeah, yeah. Um, depends on which way Which I go way you home. go, yeah, yeah. So if I stop there. in there, and, but if you get there too late, they don't have a wide selection. Right, yeah. So I, I love their baguettes. They make really good oh, baguettes, nice. so... Yeah, there's a lot of good bread in, in this city. Yes. There's a new place in East Village called Mari Bake Shop, and the owners uh, were originally from Calgary, but they were at French Laundry for a while, and they oh, came okay. back to Calgary <laughs> and opened Mari Bake Shop, and the bread is so good. Oh, if they get, were at uh, French Laundry, yeah. they must be amazing. Oh, amazing. And they have a, a pan rustique, which is massive. It's probably two feet long, and you buy it by the quarter or half. You can buy the whole loaf. I think it's 10 bucks for the whole loaf. But it's creamy on the inside, and it's like really dark crust, but not not that hard crust that kind of chews up the inside of your mouth, you yeah. know? Like it's crispy, but not that crispy, tough. but almost chewy. Yes. Yes, I I love that type of crust because it's and I'm I haven't had it, but I'm willing to bet it has this like really good, almost nutty flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah, and seeking out a good loaf of bread is. You know, people, it's funny, people complain about, you know, this loaf of bread is $4 or whatever. And it's like... I don't mind. No, totally worth it. And especially when you're paying $5 for a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, see, I, I don't understand. I'm not a huge coffee fan, so... Yeah. Oh, um, I sadly am. But I'm a huge bread fan. Yeah. yeah. So I don't mind paying $5 for a loaf of bread. No. And it's going to be good. Like, no, exactly. Exactly. But people don't mind paying, like, $3 for a crappy sliced bread yeah no i know it's interesting it's interesting what people are willing to spend their time and their money on you know i like getting the like whether it's a whole loaf Mm -hmm. but i like cutting it up to what i want that thickness to be yes for sure. sometimes i feel like a really thick slice but sometimes i like yeah thin slice so well you might want to make french toast with it or you know and have different 
reasons for slicing it thicker or thinner. I, I, I have to honestly admit, though, it's not too often I cut a thin slice of bread. No, yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, no, I was just trying to think of what occasion you would do a, a really thin slice. I guess when I do cut a thin slice, it's like if there's still some bread left and I just want a little, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. But. Well, or like grilled cheese, you don't want it to be too thick or yeah. it won't, you know, it won't melt, melt the all the way through. And yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. And that's what I discovered about thick bread. You have to find that balance because if it's a heavy loaf, yeah, then it won't melt the cheese even yeah. if it's thinner. So. Exactly, yeah. It's, 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 we're making it sound way more complicated. <laughs> stuff can be complicated, but stuff can be so simple too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like the way you're describing like the pizza sauce where it's just yeah. tomato. Yeah. Just and, tomato, just ground tomato, yeah. you know. And most food really only needs, you know, salt and some sort of fat. Do you, have you watched that new Netflix show, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat? No, it's on my oh. queue to watch. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Samarin, 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 I'm not, I can't remember how to pronounce her name exactly. I've heard it a million times, but I, I'm always afraid I'm going to mispronounce it. She's wonderful. Her book is, I actually sat down with her book last summer and just read the book you know it's yeah. it's a good education for people who want to understand why they you know do use techniques in the kitchen why they need salt why what fat does and yeah and once you understand those things i think it's a lot easier to to sort of be confident in the kitchen i, I feel like people really rely on recipes you know and yeah. and they don't you know i'll say i'll on twitter i'll say oh i you know i made this dish, I roasted potatoes, and I did this, and sort of I'll describe what I did in detail, and people will say, that's great, where's the recipe? And I'm like, I just told you, I just told you how to make it, but they want the measurements, and, yeah. the, and I feel that that almost makes you a, a, not as good a cook, <laughs> like it's, it's it, uh, it makes you dependent on the recipe rather than trust your own. Yeah. And, and, I, and I do that sometimes, too, especially if there's a potluck at work. And yeah. I like showing off. And, yeah. And people, that's good. What was in it? And I'm like, oh, this is in it, and that's in it. How, yeah. how much? And how, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> there was like a block of cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there was a little bit of this. Little yeah. Bit, so. Well, and because you don't often need like exactly a teaspoon of thyme or exactly a tablespoon of oil, right? Like, there's a lot of things exactly. you I don't, just, yeah. Yeah. Shake it on. Yeah, exactly. A, sh a shake of olive oil. Well, and, and food is so subjective, right? Like, yeah. we have different tastes, so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, but food is so awesome, too. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, sometimes I get panicky. Like, there's so much food and so little time to eat it all, you know? Like, it was my birthday the other day, and I was like, the pressure to choose, you know, the birthday dinner and the birthday cake and like the birthday breakfast and the, all these things and I had all these and I couldn't eat all the things that I wanted to eat in the day. <laughs> yeah, I know my wife's birthday's coming up, so I have to think oh, of yeah. something special to make her, and uh -huh. I don't know what yet. I've been trying to push her towards like a mac and cheese burr. Oh, that'd be good. I I I'm a big fan of doing burrs. Yeah, yeah. So that's the next one I want to do. Like a that would be mac fun. and cheeses and different toppings. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Or a poutine bar. Yeah. Puts I, in. yeah. I've, I've done that before. Mm. Yeah. So I like that. But mac and cheese would be fun. Yeah. I think we're going to do a hot chocolate bar at work soon. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Somebody yeah. suggested it to me. I'm like, 
Yeah. We're going to do that. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. Whipped cream and marshmallows and chocolate. And yeah, and sauce, sprinkles. sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever we can find. Almost. Yeah, that'd be really fun. It yeah. would be. Yeah. That That's what I like about cooking. You can just make it so fun sometimes. Totally, yeah. It can encompass so much. Yes. With such a little Yeah, dish. totally. So. Yeah. And it makes people happy, right? Like it it brings people together and, it, you know, it, it's it's a connector yeah. of, of people. And, and, and there's nothing like being cooked for, right? Like if you want to show somebody that you care about them or that you're thinking of them, you know, what do you do? You, you cook for them. Exactly. <laughs> you want to support them, you cook for them. Yeah, and that's that's what I love doing, so. Yeah, same. But um, that's pretty much our time. Awesome. I'm going to leave it on that happy note yes. because it is so happy. Um, do you want to tell people where they can follow you on social media, especially sure. Twitter since I talked about it? Oh, yes, I guess we should mention it. Uh, I'm at Dinner with Julie on yes. all the channels, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, and thanks very much for being on. Oh, thank you for chatting with me. Thanks.